0: Well, welcome back, gang. It's another week. It's not the double feature. It's Wikipedia Radio Theater, your little uh, pre-show and taste of what what is to come. And uh, this week, I don't have as but spe- no. Who am I kidding? He's an even specialer guest, Eric Hand, my good Hello. friend Eric Hand. The theater,
1: the Wikipedia Radio Theater. Oh, indeed. Holding up my uh, totally existent fake skull, Mercutio. Uh... How's it going, guys? I'm not as special as film critic guy, but I, I like movies, so what's going on?
0: So, Eric, um, you, you're into several different uh, ventures these days, so yes. I guess before we get going, just in- introduce yourself, even though probably most of the people who listen to this at least have an idea of who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I assume so.
1: <laughs> uh, my name is Eric Hand. I uh, attended uh, the prestigious Cornerstone University with Josh Christensen, which we don't talk about, Um I like long walks on the beach and talking about butts.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Eric, you brought some movies. What movies did did you bring? I
1: brought uh, today, I brought uh, The Rescuers Down Under and an extremely goofy movie. Uh, They're both sequels, to sort of classic, uh, just, you know, really appreciated uh, cartoons. And they take sort of different paths. As to uh, how good they are, Have
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> success. I mean, it, you know, and I think during the main episode we'll be talking more about what a successful sequel is and isn't. But yeah, um, yeah. So uh, yeah, um, during today's Wikipedia Radio Theater. I'll be handling the rescuers because I forced Josh to take an extremely great right.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I definitely lost the coin toss on this one. So, I guess, yeah, without further ado, I'm just gonna try and <laughs> to use Wikipedia's words to describe this awful oh, piece I'm, of I'm <laughs> shit. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Alright, so here's an extremely goofy movie by Who Cares that came out in 2,000. (coughs) End the plot. Max Goof, now nearly 18 years old, departs for college with his best friends PJ Pete and Bobby Zimerewski. He strives (laughs) to work together with his friends to become the top team at the College X Games. (laughs) (laughs) Which is such
1: a thing Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, no, (laughs) this isn't, you know, this wasn't released strictly as cross-promotion at all, I mean... (laughs) It's uh it's a very standard part of the college experience and uh, you know father son relationships is the college X games. So <laughs> You're hanging out uh, with your buddy Polly Shore. Yeah, know. Polly Shore has a voice in in this. And oh, and BB Newirth of uh, Cheers fame. Yes. Uh, and Brad Garrett. <laughs> Cuz Brad Garrett is a Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett.
1: I would watch something about Brad Garrett being a carrot anyways.
0: Yeah, how does he not have his own like direct to DVD anime series? <laughs> yeah. Aren't the, the Veggie VeggieTales people they're they they need a paycheck, right? <laughs> yeah, they yeah, they gotta be broke by now. Yeah. No, if that's a juggernaut. All mm. right. Alright, upon arriving, Max is met by the Gamma Moo Moo fraternity. <laughs> Who are the reigning X Games champions, <laughs> including their leader Bradley Uppercrust the Third? Bradley invites only Max to join his fraternity, but Max refuses to leave his friends behind. A rivalry starts between Max's team and Bradley's Gammas, and they bet whoever loses in the finals will be towel boy to the other. Wow, I wasn't aware that's what the stakes were. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, nowhere in my notes did I have that.
0: <laughs> I, I, I tuned out. I was just like, oh, they're skateboarding against each other. I, <laughs> I get it. Uh, <laughs> All right. Meanwhile, Goofy doesn't take Max's leaving very well and suffers from empty nest syndrome. His depression causes him to lose his job at a toy factory by becoming sidetracked and through clumsiness, causing a major disaster, and so he is required to finish his fourth and last year of col. He dropped out third year of college to work at
1: <laughs> to work at a toy factory. <laughs> toy factory and raise what I assume is a motherless son.
0: Yeah, yeah, single dad. I mean,
1: yeah.
0: and I, uh, I mean, not to trample on our own feet later, but I mean. There is a couple minutes in the beginning where it's like, you know, I mean, the the original Goofy movie was at least as an effective movie about father-son relationships, right? Yeah, right. No, absolutely. You know, I, I mean, I haven't seen it since I was a baby child, but I mean, it had the feels. And yeah. this one, like, there was a kernel of that, but...
1: Oh, but then they just... They took that colonel and then he took a I mean, hammer I just, to it.
0: I love I love the portrayal of Goofy as like this tragic figure, right? Uh you know, he's supposed to be this like bumbling idiot dog, but you know, he's a single dad. And there's yeah. like a, um you know, this, I guess
1: this, this movie is in essence his midlife crisis. I'm going to make to college, I'm gonna find this young hot dog girl, yeah, I'm going to wife her in, right. with my love know. of the sex. <laughs> Yeah, with my amazing discos. I'm sure it will get there.
0: All right. Much to Max's horror at first, Goofy joins his son on campus to achieve the degree. Max talks his father into joining the Gammas as an attempt to keep him out of his hair. Additionally, thanks to another one of Max's sly moves as another attempt to do so, Goofy meets and befriends the college librarian, Sylvia Marpole, who shares his nostalgic love for the 1970s. Romance soon blossoms between Goofy and Sylvia. And they decide to go for a date that coming Saturday, which becomes a spectacular success with them dominating the dance floor. Although Max is initially supportive of Goofy's distractions, tensions start to rise between them when Goofy beats Max in the first round during the X Games qualifiers. <laughs> <laughs> the success is due to cheating by Bradley, who placed a rocket booster on Goofy's skateboard. <laughs> Bradley also tries to distract Max's own focus as he skates. (laughs) Max's team barely makes it into the semifinals. After the qualifiers, Max and Goofy fall out, with Max selfishly disowning Goofy as his father and telling him to leave him alone and get his own life. Goofy then loses his focus. Sick burn. Yeah, yeah. Really. (laughs) Uh, Goofy. Very Arrested
1: Development Season 4. Continue.
0: Yeah, except that was good yeah, t- t- <laughs>
1: <laughs> at least or have, like, let's stop comparing this to things that are good I don't
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> okay goofy begins considering to drop out but after inadvertently getting advice from some advice from peter pete he regains his focus and returns to college meanwhile max considers transferring thinking he let his teammates down but after some encouragement from pj and bobby he reconsiders and decides that they can still win Goofy returns to campus and reconciles with Sylvia, who then helps him study for his makeup exams, which he passes with all A's. Oh, man. Damn it, Budweiser. Okay. Additionally, Goofy quits the Gammas, not wanting to compete against Max at all. The Gammas take this as an insult and literally throw him out. When Goofy re-enters the Gamma house to return his pledge pin, he overhears their plan to cheat in the final X Games events, like they always have. (laughs) Oh, goofy unsuccessfully tries to warn max about this oh man i love how like half of this synopsis or like or at least a good third of it is like the last 10 minutes of the movie oh yeah because <laughs> it's just gonna oh it's gonna be a blow by blow of the stupid skateboard race
1: you don't have to go blow by blow
0: all right at the X- i mean that's up to you but that's... right yeah I yeah I don't know Truck on through a mother, mother trucker Right, I mean, I did make it through a, through a recap of The Martian, and somehow this is more ridiculous. That, <laughs> that's actually soul-sucking, like, and The Martian's, like, a pretty good movie. <laughs> but not, not known for its plot structure. Uh, <laughs> at the X-Game semifinals, Bradley and the Gammas repeatedly cheat in various ways, unnoticed, eliminating all the teams while trying to eliminate Max's, albeit unsuccessfully. Just before the final race is to begin, Bradley activates a rocket mechanism in PJ's skates that blasts him away, leaving Max's team with only two players, himself and Bobby. Without without enough teammates, Max and Bobby face disqualification unless they can find a replacement player. Uh, they get they get goofy cuz that they it, yeah. cuz yeah. this is the movie. Uh, yeah. In the final race, slouch, one of the gammas is disqualified when Goofy bangs into him, and Bobby is disqualified when one of the gammas loosens the screw on the front wheel of his bike due to the gamma only having enough time to do one, but Goofy is disqualified from skateboarding. He accidentally bangs into Bradley. That's a weird verb <laughs> <That's> a weird <laughs> verb. bangs bumps I, like,
1: runs yeah. into into um i think bang is really what we're looking for
0: right uh yeah yeah (laughs) uh right a bunch of stupid shit happens and then one of the bad guys they they explode the x games and it falls on one of the bad guys and he's like oh please help and so then uh like the gamma's own the the bradley guy doesn't doesn't even help He's just like, I got to win. I don't care if my bro dies. Yeah. And so Goofy and Max are like, we got to, word good. So we're going to go get him. And uh, so they, they do and they like win for sportsmanship or something. And then uh, Max and Goofy reconcile. <laughs> and then Goofy graduates college and goes and bangs the librarian. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's it. That's an extremely Goofy movie. Um Extreme, neither extreme neither <laughs> nor particularly goofy. Nor especially goofy. Nor yeah.
1: Um and definitely not a worthy follow up to a goofy movie. Right. Which is the sad part. Yeah. Well heading down under. Oh indeed. Oh, you know you know how I do. Uh in the Rescuers Down Under, that is, in the in the Australian Outback, a young boy named Cody who is, has a, a, a mother who has a house in the middle of nowhere and lets her son run forever. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, rescues and befriends a rare giant eagle named Marahute. Gorgeous animation on her, by the way. Uh, who shows him her nest and eggs. Later on, the boy unknowingly falls into an animal trap set by Percival C. McLeach. Uh, voiced by the one, the only George C. Scott.
0: Yeah. Oh uh, man, like McLeach, he... McLeach is a figure that looms large over my childhood.
1: Yeah. I feel like <laughs> I have a note in my my little notes thing. I'm like McLeach, worst villain ever, or like most evil villain ever, and it's fine. I mean, as I don't know. Far
0: as- I mean, he's definitely on par with the bad guy in Oliver and Company. I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, no, he's better than the villain in Oliver and Company. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, he's more sadistic than that guy. Uh,
1: well, McLeach is a local poacher wanted by the Australian Rangers, because obviously when McLeach finds one of the eagle's feathers on the boy's backpack, he is instantly overcome with excitement, for he knows that catching an eagle that size would make him rich, because he'd caught one before, which was Marahute's mate. Unnamed. So
0: that's kind of a ama- mate. Like, uh, I hate to be a plot hole stickler, but it's like, what is it about? Oh, it's rarer. Never mind. It totally yeah, yeah. makes sense. I was like, oh, plot hole. He already caught one. Shouldn't he be, like, retiring? It's nah, man. That's, no. like, the last golden eagle. <laughs> yeah, he caught
1: the second to last one.
0: Yep. Now
1: he's found the mate. And, like, yeah. So, so it's, like... he's extincting these people. Oh, man. McLeach! McLeach. He's an eagle
0: genocider.
1: <laughs> that, should, that should be on his business card. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh. Percival McLeach, eagle genocider. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How do you do? McLeach throws Cody's backpack to a pack of crocodiles in order to trick the rangers into thinking that Cody was dead, and kidnaps him to attempt to force him to reveal the whereabouts of Marahute. This plan ultimately works, which is sad. Uh, a mouse, the bait in the, tra- this is where it gets good. Uh, the bait in the trap runs off to alert the Rescue Aid Society. For uh, those of you who have seen The Rescuers, and not The Rescuers Down Under, what the fuck is wrong with you? A <laughs> telegram is sent to the Rescue Aid Society headquarters in New York City, where Bernard and Miss Bianca, the RAS's elite field agents, are assigned to the mission. Voiced by the incomparable Bob Newhart and Ivica Gabor. This was actually Evagora's last movie before she died. Sad day. Um, Sister to Zsa Zsa and others. Okay. Uh, uh, Oh, yeah. Poor Bernard. Um, They're assigned to the mission despite Bernard's attempt to propose. Aww. They go to Orville, the albatross, who is... uh, And it's not mentioned here, but it's actually Orville, the brother to Wilbur, the albatross from the first movie... Well, wait a second.
0: They go to find Orville. Oh, right. And then they've got well, Wilbur's the one in. Oh
1: yeah, they go to Orville, and then they get to they get to Wilbur. That's right. Orville's the first one.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. They go to oh yeah, who had aided them previously, but instead find his brother Wilbur. Shoutouts to the Wright brothers. Um, Bernard and Bianca convince Wilbur to fly them to Australia to save Cody. In Australia, they meet Jake, a hopping mouse, who is and resident Dreamboat. Oh, who is the? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Jake. <laughs> oh, I'm kind of hashtag Team Jake. I'm not going to lie to
0: you.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> is local regional operative. Jake becomes infatuated with Bianca and starts flirting with her, despite Bernard's chagrin. Yeah, flirt, flirting is one word for it. <laughs> <It's putting them. laughs> Serves as their tour guide and protector in search of the missing boy. At the same time, Wilbur is the <laughs> my favorite scene in the movie. Oh his <laughs> his, <laughs> his spinal column is bent out. Did you see the X-ray of his spinal column? Did you make any note of it? It's like seriously, like in a in like an infinity position. It's so like wrapped around in the X-ray. Oh,
0: yeah, <laughs> it's oh my god. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. Uh convincing Jake to send him here by high school run by mice. Wilbur terrified of the surgeon with the kind of, sort of, almost uh, Dr. Doctor Strangelove-esque doctor, in a, in a, not like that manic, but that kind of, like, sort of calm psychosis at the same point. Yeah. Uh, his back is unintentionally straightened by the efforts of the mouse medical staff, but then him from escaping through a window, cured, Wilbur departs in search of his friends, and includes ranch, Cody has been thrown into the dungeon... With several of McClellan's imprisoned animals, for refusing to give up Mary Hootie's whereabouts, Cody, who magically can talk to all the animals, yep. um, uses various objects tied together with a hook. I mean, yes. I
0: think that's that's canon from the the first <laughs> Rescuers movie. It's like only kids can talk yeah. to the animals. Something like that.
1: I I should have gone back and watched the Rescuers too. Just to I see.
0: mean, I yeah, I probably should have done that for both of them. Uh, but, yeah, i But yeah, I think I think the Rescuers operates on baby geniuses rules. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which, okay, quick tangent on baby geniuses. I just recently found out that that movie was actually shot with little people, and then they superimposed baby faces on it. And that is the most disturbing and awesome thing I want. I want to see the cut before the CG. Like, I just want to see the actual actors' faces. Like, oh I mean, God. then it's just a little person. I mean, it's just as exploitive and awful, but.
1: And after, you know, a couple years of being unsure, man, there is a god. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, jeez. Oh, here's something I actually didn't know. Uh, He is sorted every time by Joanna, McLeach's pet Goanna. Who knew? Oh! Uh, Realizing that Marahudi's eggs are Cody's weak spot, McLeach tricks Cody into thinking that Marahudi has died, causing. To lead him straight to Marahute's nest again. The last three paragraphs are mostly just the last ten minutes. Right. This is, uh, I guess, that's how movies go. Though. Right. You
0: um, I need mean, that gang... blow by blow. It's all. It's all complex, man. Right. Uh, the Except gang... it's actually awesome in this movie. So.
1: Right. Oh my god. So in that truck, how fucking Mad Max is that truck? That truck. <laughs> uh... I would. I,
0: I would not be surprised if like most of the style book for Fury Road was just, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just rescuers down under. <laughs> the <laughs> war rig thing. oh that thing from uh, uh rescuers uh, down under
1: yeah the thing that literally has every horrific thing known to mankind
0: yes <laughs> that's
1: <attached to> it <laughs> great we should probably put that in the hands of a golden eagle uh thing uh words are hard bernard bianca and jake knowing that cody is about to fall for a trap jump onto malice's half half track is that what i call it okay. it's a half track uh nest. Nest, the three mice try to one Cody that he has been followed for just as they do mcleach drives and catches marihute along and i also have another note holy shit that fucking rocket eagle catcher
0: um that would have been a really cool toy but it would also send the exact wrong message <laughs> to children or the exact right one look you can catch eagles with this <laughs> Uh, Oh man, I just realized our alma mater's. um, The uh, Golden Eagles. The Golden Eagle. We were the CU (laughs) Golden (laughs) Eagles. (laughs) I wonder if this movie had anything to do with it. (laughs) Maybe. Who am I kidding? Early 90s CU, I don't think they were allowed to go to movies. No, I don't think. No, they weren't, actually.
1: Oh yeah, and then they get uh, Wilbur to sit on the eggs so that they can have a, a mommy. Yep. Um. Enraged by Cody's interference, McLeach takes his captives to Crocodile Falls, where in one of the most evil scenes ever, he talks about enjoying watching kids get eaten by crocodiles and stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: That is weird. Uh, Bernard riding a wild razorback pig he had tamed. In a kind of weird deus ex machina. Uh Um... Shows up and jumps in and disables McCleach's vehicle. McCleach then tries to shoot the rope, holding Cody over the water. Um, To save Cody, Bernard tricks Joanna into crashing into McLeach. Classic. Causing both of them to fall into the water. This causes the crocodiles to... uh, Yeah, they just turn straight from Cody to McCleach and Joanna. And then... Once the rope breaks... Holy shit, Bernard. Mouse. Strength God.
0: Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Drags a whole human person up from the bottom <laughs> of a raging <laughs> river and then holds on to him long enough to tie a rope so that there is successfully held. <laughs>
0: Good Oh my god. god. I love this movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like it's as like it's as ridiculous, but it's just so much better. It's just it's hard to say. It's impossible to say how much I better. Mean,
0: it's like well it's so effortless. Yeah, compare like you just sort of accept like I mean you've you've seen like mice riding on like lightning bugs or whatever Good. earlier, and I I don't know it's just like you're so pulled in emotionally that you just don't give a shit about the technicality.
1: Not exactly, <laughs> like they, since they don't take the time to like since they don't expose upon the universe like oh hey look this we're mice so we're talking to people that's weird right they don't even acknowledge it it's just a thing so it feels real. In, it, in its weird way, like, yeah. yeah, anyways, so, uh, McLeach, classic McLeach, thinks he's out of the water, thinks he's out of the woods, uh, falls down a, a, giant, uh, waterfall, and as, uh, Cody and Bernard approach the same waterfall, and actually fall off of it, uh, Marahute, in sort of classic action, Sequence comes in and picks them up, and then Bernard, completely flustered by everything, is all like, fuck this shit, I am proposing right now. And she says yes, which is wonderful.
0: Oh, just, yep, all flying off into the sunset yep. on the back of a giant eagle.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how bad.
0: That's just <laughs> one of the best endings ever, <laughs> of all time, in any yeah. movie.
1: Yeah, and then as the credits roll... <laughs>
0: The exact under
1: poor Wilbur.
0: Yep. <laughs> and he just gets owned by Golden Eagle <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, so good. Oh man. So right. Two movies, one clearly better than the other. But uh yeah, that's the recaps for now. So we'll see in a couple days when uh the, the real meat drops. Uh that was an unfortunate phrase. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: Let the meat drop. <laughs>
0: So yeah, we'll see you later, gang. Bye.